Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve is the number one national best-selling author. He's successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for organizations around the world, an executive coach, the father of six, and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Here is Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to our Becoming Your Best listeners, wherever you may be in the world today. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger. And I'd like to start out with a few questions. Uh, today, how many of you and I would like to have peace, happiness, and joy in our lives? <laughs> uh, well, that's kind of a stacked question, isn't it? Well, of course we want to have peace, happiness, and joy. And how many of us would like to have employees or children that are focused, engaged, aligned with the things that matter most, and excited about what they're doing? And they, they solve problems rather than you having to solve the problems. Well, yeah, wouldn't that be great? Well, today I'd like to, to help us accomplish these things, talk about a process that's called the strategic rhythm. And this is in contrast to a strategic routine, which is much different. A rhythm is a positive force that we get into within our own life, and this process I'm going to talk about, this strategic rhythm, is something we can apply in our own life to produce that rhythm, uh, or in a family, or certainly in our teams and our organization. Uh, and it is built upon the principles of becoming your best and the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. So as we master those, this uh, the strategic rhythm is really what leaders do to get the result, but they use these uh, the twelve principles of being true to character and leading with the vision and managing with a plan, knowing how to prioritize our time and 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 these things create a transformational leadership. They're the very same principles that allow us to use this strategic rhythm process to get these kind of results that I just talked talked about, or the 12 principles in regard, regards to creating transformational relationships and cultures, uh, such as living the golden rule and conscientiously building and maintaining trust. And one of the things we can do to help us do that is to be an effective listener and really capture, oh, thank you, thanks for sharing that or bringing that up, and so let me be sure that I have it, right? And then the fourth principle in that transformational uh, team and relationship is innovative or innovate, innovation through imagination. This is the culture then that just creates this energy of excellence and, and adapts. And then, of course, the last four of the 12 would be transformational living. And it is to be accountable where we take responsibility. We apply the power of knowledge. We live in peace and balance and we never give up. So these, 
12 principles come together to create a magic. Uh, and it's producing phenomenal results. It's how they come together that unleash a culture to excellence. Okay, now back to the strategic rhythm and what we can do as leaders. Uh, in your mind's eye, if you can imagine a pyramid, a one-dimensional pyramid that you're looking at, uh, and it has seven levels. And I'd like to just describe each one because we put these pieces into place as a leader, and what they do is that they unleash a huge focus and potential. So the first rung up on the very top of the pyramid, the first level, is leaders create the vision. So that's why I said it's built upon the 12 principles. So is there an inspiring vision that establishes the purpose and cause of the organization or the team or even in our own life? And remember that the vision, as a reminder, points to the direction that we want to go. And the next level, if you will, right under the vision is what are our core values and standards. And essentially, this establishes our character and the guide uh, that really we operate by. On an individual basis, it's very much a character Within an organization, it's the culture and character that come together. These two are extremely powerful because now we have a direction we're going and we have our uh, more, mores that, in other words, this powerful guide of basic fundamental values to guide us that direct us. So the next level, and in fact, levels three, four, and five as you go down the pyramid the, uh, all have to do with the principle of manage with the plan. So we establish the vision, the first level. We're sure that we have strong core values. So, for example, we don't lie, cheat, or steal, nor do we tolerate anyone that does. Or another core value is safety is not a program, it's a way of life. And, of course, the 12 principles would be among those type of core values that give us direction or a team or an organization direction. Now, the third level is something we call a TIG, totally inspirational goals. Well, what this level does is set up a target, and it's a shorter range. It's The vision is where we're going over a long term. The TIG, totally inspirational goal, is what, what are we going to accomplish? What do we hope to accomplish in the next two to five years? And it should cause us to wake up and just be totally inspired. Uh, one of our really wonderful clients in a very successful company headed by uh, Jean-Henry Luyer in Manila in the Philippines. So, for example, the vision for their company is to be the best. And then they have these core values, the type that we just talked about. Uh, their TIG is currently out of the 100 million Filipinos in the world, they serve one out of 15. Uh, well, as they got together and they were talking about this total inspirational goal, they decided that it would be to serve one out of three by 2020. I mean, this just takes your breath away. It's so exciting. And what it does is it points all of their key executive leaders, their regional managers, and their thousands of employees 
in that direction, it just unleashes potential. So this is an example. Another one of our clients uh, works within uh, a, uh, the energy services industry, and they're in several marketplaces. Well, what they have done is said, we are going to be in four market segments in each one of the locations that we serve in, and we are going to work to be one of the dominant the be the dominant player in each of these four segments. So, I mean, this also is a huge TIG for this organization. It shifted their thinking. Well, that's an example. We can have one for our family. Uh, someone may want to learn how to play the piano uh, within the next two to five years on a personal level. So whatever it might be. The next rung, the next level Level number four, as you move down, it's almost in the middle of that pyramid, would be the practice of setting annual goals. So this would be on a yearly basis, and it decides what you will be doing. Uh, and for those who are familiar with the becoming your best uh, principles and processes, is when we talk about annual goals, they're smart goals versus generalized goals or Something, so for example, to uh, read more books, that's kind of a general goal. <laughs> it's a good goal. However, watch how this SMART goal, which is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, relevant to your vision, and time-specific, changes behavior. Uh, read 12 self-improvement books by December. See, that is much different, and it changes behavior. And so we as leaders need to teach that to our associates because we're 90% more likely to achieve something when we have a clearly written goal. And yet, only 10% of us have clearly written goals. And understanding that is a powerful message for parents and for us as leaders. Now, in an organizational sense, then, we set these goals in place. And on an annual basis, whether we have a, a step away for an annual retreat, whether it's close to where your office is or it's in a different location, you review how it went last year and then what are our goals for this coming year. If it's on a personal basis, remember that a huge way to increase your chance to accomplish those goals is to share them with other people. And the statistic is that you're 34% more likely to achieve something when you share your goals because it creates an accountability and involvement with other people. Okay, so now we're setting the course, as you can see. Vision, core values, totally inspirational goals, two to five year period. And what are we going to do this year to hit it? So now we're coming up upon a new year. And all of us should be thinking, uh, okay, what are our annual goals? And, and, and what a powerful practice is to set your goals by roles. So think of your key five or six key roles in life. Uh, self, personal, for example, uh, fitness, uh, security, financial, mental, spiritual. Uh, another one might be family and friends, uh, a spouse or a partner or children or nieces, nephews. And then friends, these are all examples. What, what are the most important things you can do? And then professionally, within your roles there, and then maybe civically. So by thinking by your roles, it inspires you to think in terms of what can I do this year that matters most, that has the greatest impact, especially in alignment then with the vision 
and, and the totally inspirational goals. The next rung down as we move down the pyramid, uh, this would be number five, quarterly goals, especially in an organization where we get together and uh, every quarter we go over how did we do last quarter and what are our goals for this coming quarter, especially as they align with the upper part of the pyramid. Well, what this does as you and I as leaders go through this process, it literally creates an engagement with all employees. It's really hard for anyone to sit on the sideline when we set up this process. And then we're able to help bring out the best within individuals and teams. And it creates an accountability. And then, of course, from these quarterly goals that we have, we manage on a, uh, a monthly, weekly, and daily basis to be sure we're hitting our key performance indicators. Okay, now down to the last two levels. Level number six is one that brings the whole process together to now, each week of our lives. And that is doing in a weekly alignment meeting with your team and pre-week planning. Now, this establishes each week what matters most, and it's done on a weekly basis. Now, we've talked a little bit about pre-week planning in the past and drawn the analogy of a pilot uh, that wouldn't dream of going into the air without having a mission, where are they headed, and a plan, a checklist they've gone through where they've checked the weather, they've checked the coordinates of the, of the trip, they've checked their equipment. No pilot would dream of just jumping in the airplane, going up and flying to their destination. It's too risky. There's too many things that would happen. Well, the same thing applies for us in our weeks. It's just too risky to not do a pre-week plan. And when is it done? It's done sometime during the weekend whether it's Friday afternoon at the end of your day before you leave work uh, or sometime on Saturday or Sunday, but definitely before Monday morning at 8 a.m. because it's too late. The crisis already starts. And so once again, if you haven't seen the Becoming Your Best uh, planner or organizer, you can go on to the becomingyourbest.com uh, website and check out our best of class planners, and uh, they're already set up to help you do this pre-week planning, and it's a weekly layout, and across the top, what we invite you to do, once again, is think of each role. What is your role, and what matters most this week? Set goals by that role, and then when will you do it, and you put it down in the calendar. And literally what you're doing is you're scheduling your priorities first uh, in each key area of your life. And then we prioritize our schedule, the meetings and things that we have to do. Well, what happens as you reflect and ponder and think about your week of how to have a great week before you ever start it? You've really gone through what is going to make a great week and it's balanced and you feel at peace and you stay at it. This is totally a leadership component and it turns really all the other time management uh, processes on their ear in terms of uh, effectiveness. So this is a huge deal and it, when you start the week, think of how different you feel when you've done this. It literally helps you give you confidence and focus and be at peace. 
You're going to be doing the right things. You'll feel greater happiness, less stress. So I invite all of our listeners to really work to do pre-week planning, especially as we've outlined it. First, think of your roles, what matters most, and set goals by those various roles, and then sketch it out. See how it feels. The last level of this strategic rhythm that we set up is daily focus and execution. This is done, of course, on a daily basis. And I'd like to recommend just four things that we can do. Number one is that you think when you start your day, look at it in the context of the weekly plan that you've already done, which is totally aligned, by the way, with the other five levels of this pyramid above it. That's why it gives you such a tremendous uh, alignment and, and strength in focus. Okay, the second thing you can do for a powerful daily focus and execution is the rule of three. And that is each day, look at your things that you need to do and say, these are the three things I definitely am going to get done today, come heck or high water. And so it's the rule of three. And every day when you start your day, say, these three things I will get done. And uh, number three is chair fly your day. Chair flying is a pilot term, and it's something that pilots do before they go in the air, and they actually just get in the cockpit or sit in a chair and actually fly their whole mission with their eyes closed without ever starting the jet or the, the plane. And they see themselves, uh, they smell the smells in the cockpit, the smell of the fuel, and and, uh, and they touch the equipment, they look around, and now in their mind's eye, they actually see themselves starting the aircraft, uh, taxiing out to the runway, doing their final checklist, and particularly in the fighter world, uh, looking at their wingman, and they line up the takeoff, and it's full throttle, and they see themselves lifting off, look back at the wingman, and everything uh, is proceeding as it should. They think of any, with their eyes closed, any possible emergencies, what you might do. Uh, up in the refueler, they do the refueling, uh, go up and see the mission, the target. Uh, they see their target, they roll out, uh, pickle, and uh, then return to the base. They see themselves landing and uh, having a successful mission. Well, this is the same thing we can do on a day-to-day -day basis. We anticipate things that can come up. And now when we start the day, we're ready. And last of all, as each day by doing these things, these little things of meditation and reading and, and prayer, or exercise, uh, these things and, and, and chair flying and getting ready for the week, they create really a private victory that gives us added personal strength and, uh, and focus and allows us to be more successful as we interact publicly with others. So that's it. That's the strategic rhythm. Uh, it is a powerhouse. If any of you would like to receive the graphics of this, just write to me on, on the email at Becoming Your Best. It would be steve at becomingyourbest.com. And I'd be happy to send out the graphics that shows you this. Well, that's the message for today. Uh, we wish each one of you the best in all that you're doing. Uh, one person can make a difference, and it only takes one person to do this. Thank you, and we're signing off for today. We wish you a great day.
And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating and review is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.